Shout out to friend of the show, Dylan Collins. He just had a scooter accident. We're gonna get unbothered. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. What's up, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Unbothered by Tyra Vera. That's right, it's Unbothered by Tyra Vera. I'm your host, Tyra Vera, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world. I just realized my camera is off center. It's just going to have to stay that way. Unbothered is the name of the show. And Bijou, my co-host, is currently not having a Whimsies Alligator. She had one last night, and she went ahead and ate it. She's been... Every other one she'll eat. She'll stash one, she'll eat one. She'll stash one, she'll eat one. That's the way it works with my beige right now. God, I love that little dog. She's walking around on the floor in front of me right now. And Jesus Christ, I swear, this little dog has my heart more than she should. Um, Carlos Homemade Salsa is really getting me through this week because I told you guys that I was going back to the boneless chicken. Do we have to mess up already? We just started. I told you guys I was going back to the boneless, skinless chicken, and I've gone back to the boneless, skinless chicken. This is only, uh, I had a quick reprieve, you know, because the way that it went was I had boneless, skinless on Saturday, I believe it was. Saturday, I was really on my diet, and I've been really on it for the last week, like really doing like I'm supposed to. But Saturday was just one of those days where I feel like I hit everything the way that I was supposed to, like almost exactly. Cause I'll tell you the truth about me. Sometimes I go under on the calories and I need to stop that because it's just a mental game that I play with myself where I'll think that this is gonna work faster if I just limit my calories even more than they're already restricted. And it's not a smart way to go at it. So I need to stop doing that. But yeah, I um, I was really good Saturday and I did everything the way that I was supposed to. And then Sunday, I was thinking about not having a cheat day, but I just really need that cheat day. I've done weeks where I've gone without it in the past. There was a point where I was doing intermittent fasting and I decided I was just going to do two straight weeks of intermittent fasting. And some people do the window where they have like an eight hour eating window. For me, I did it where I had a one hour eating window. And so I would eat all of my calories in an hour, which just meant I was chained to the kitchen for an hour. Those are some trying times, but it, it, it makes you mentally stronger. So that's why I'll do things like this every once in a while. This one really shouldn't be that bad if I do it the right way. But it's just like I say, sometimes I get to where I'm restricting my calories. So then uh, Sunday was my cheat day and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and let myself have my cheat day. I did cardio on Sunday though, because I do cardio three days on, one day off, if you don't know how that works. Uh, if you guys want to follow along and see how my body's looking, I got my actual Instagram back, which is official Ty Rivera at official Ty Rivera is my actual Instagram. If you could all follow me on that, that would be absolutely peachy. Drop me a message. Just put hashtag unbothered or say something from the episode to let me know that you actually saw this. And that's why you decided to follow. But anyway, I've really been leaning on Carla's homemade salsa. I cannot express enough how good this salsa is. I know a lot of you have tried it and you've sent me messages. And then I decided to slow down a little bit because I felt like I was giving Carla a little bit too much because, you know, she does it for fun and stuff. It's not like she's doing it for her full time job. So when you're doing something for fun, 
And then, like, for a minute there, you guys were really coming through on getting the Carlos salsa. And I would say let's go back to that. If you guys can, pick up some Carlos homemade salsa. It'll be in my bio if you're watching this on Instagram or if you're on Facebook. I'll put it on my page so it's fresh and new on the page as well. I'll also put it in the description below. That's Facebook and YouTube. I'll put it in the description. Carlos homemade salsa is so good. If you're more of a I like super spicy person, go for the green. If you like more, a little more on the mild side, then go for the red. But remember, Carla is actually Mexican. So it's going to be real salsa. It's really good. It's spicy. It's got the kick you want if you like that kick. Carla's homemade salsa. I cannot recommend it enough. I really can't. And it even makes, because what I do with my boneless, skinless chicken is I air fry it. So I air fry it and that takes about 25 minutes. I get it to the 165 because I'm afraid of chicken and that's any kind of chicken I eat. I'm always worried about undercooking it. So I have a meat thermometer. If you don't have a meat thermometer, get one. They're cheap. I think I paid like nine or ten dollars for mine. You know what? I'll put I'll put a link down below an Amazon affiliates link down below so you guys can get a thermometer. Uh, it should, I'll find one that's like 10 bucks or something, but it's a game changer. It really is like, cause I used to cook everything till it was dry just because it, when it came to chicken, you know, with beef, I like, like rare to medium rare, medium rare sometimes is where I end up because I'm not the most responsible griller. I got to admit it. I'm not the most responsible. You got to take responsibility for what and who you are. And I am not always the most responsible griller. So it is what it is. And so sometimes it's rare like I like it and sometimes it's medium rare. But either way, I like what I make pretty much every time I make it except for boneless, skinless chicken. So what I do with the boneless, skinless chicken to make it at least somewhat palatable is I'll go ahead and air fry it for 25 minutes. I get it to 165 and then I put two thirds of a cup of Greek yogurt, non-fat Greek yogurt. So that gives it the sour creamy taste. And then I go ahead and put three tablespoons of Carla's homemade salsa. And today I decided to really spice it up by doing two of the green and one of the red. So two tablespoons green, one tablespoon red. It was as good as boneless, skinless chicken can be. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Boneless, skinless chicken is just what it is. I'm not going to act like, oh, I love it. And it's always great. And I just can't get enough. No, ma'am. No, sir. No, anything in between. That's not what it is. Uh, I was going to do a daily video today about Britney Spears, but I decided not to do that because my cable is going out right now, which I don't have cable. Cable, I have internet that runs through cable. So that's right now having a problem. And I live in an apartment building. And Cox has a very whoever smelt it, dealt it policy when it comes to problems with the internet. So if I'm the one that calls, that means I'm the one that has to pay for them to check it out. If it turns out there is an actual problem, then I have to pay for that too. And so I'm just going to wait for it. I've got a neighbor two doors down that's super tech savvy, and I know he's going to have a real problem with this. And I know if I'm having problems in my unit, he's having problems in his unit and so 
I would be willing to bet he's going to call and complain. So I'll let him absorb the cost on that one. Maybe I'll pick up another one. Who knows? Maybe a bunch of money will drop in my lap at one point and I'll still be living here and I'll be like, Internet for everybody. It's on me. Who who knows where I'm going to be? But the point of all this is Carla's homemade salsa. You need to pick up some Carla's homemade salsa. The the link to get your Carla's homemade salsa off Etsy is going to be down below in the description box. I absolutely love it. But yeah, so I was going to do a Britney Spears video. You like how I tied all that in? To, and it didn't even tie in. I swear. I get more ridiculous every day, but I was going to do a video about Britney Spears because Britney Spears just recently put out those topless photos where she was squeezing her boobs together and then she put little stars over her nipples. I hate the word nipples. If you know anything about me, if you know me in real life, you know I hate the word nipples. Not only do I hate the word nipples, I hate nips. I hate nips even more than I hate nipples. I just hate the word. But she was covering her nipples. Let me be an adult about this. And what happened was some people were like, you know, this chick is obviously still crazy because, you know, she's going through that whole thing with her conservatorship, her conservatorship, where she's trying to get out of her conservatorship. And they started the Free Britney movement to try to help her get out of it. And that seems to be going really well. So then she puts up these pictures where she's celebrating tits out, apparently. And I just felt like, will you stop looking crazy when we're trying to tell the courts that you're not crazy? I mean, like, we're trying to help you out. Don't get in the way, Brittany. I would imagine this is the way a lot of my friends feel about me when the whole world is saying I'm crazy and then I do something that looks crazy. But I also, I guess I'm on Brittany's side at the end of the day because I also feel like, well, I know what I do, what I'm doing and I know what my mental state is. So why would I be worried about what the rest of the world thinks when I know what's going on? So maybe Brittany's the same way and that's just her way of rebelling and being like, okay, I'm not going to be this image anymore. I want to completely destroy the image that has been created for me and I want to be whatever it is I am. And I, I can relate to that because sometimes I do get tired of people projecting onto me what it is they think I am. And I'm just like, that's not even what I am. I have so many people trying to do that with me at different points. And it's like, these people have clearly never met me because everything that they say is so off. But I can't be responsible for what other people think that I am. I can only be me and let people gather what they want to gather from that. I will tell you guys that right now I am in a very, very happy place, though. I am really enjoying just taking life at my pace. And I've got some stuff coming up that's going to make it so I'm going to have to really buckle down and work more in the stand-up way as far as working on stuff but it's for some stuff that's pretty big i'm still figuring out the dates for the album recordings it looks like it won't release till 2022 anyway so there's not really a rush on that but at the same time i want to get things moving as soon as they can so it can all roll out around the same time that's what i'm really hoping for but then I keep getting hit with other opportunities, which is making it so I have to concentrate on that as well. 
And I just feel like if I handle everything the right way, then I'm going to be okay. And I know me and I know the way that I work under pressure. And while pressure isn't my favorite thing to deal with, I am very good at dealing with it. I'm one of those people that I know that sometimes it makes other people stress out because I can literally walk in the club, take off my hoodie or my jacket or drop my purse immediately get on stage do my set and leave and that's the way that i do in a lot of cases and sometimes people will be worried like you know are you gonna make it they'll be hitting me up and i'll be like yeah i'm basically right out front i'm parking right now how much time do i have and then they'll be like 10 minutes and i'll be like girl why are you bugging me but i don't say that i'm just like okay well you know i'll definitely be there and i'll give them my exact coordinates sometimes i'll send them my location if they also have an iphone if they have an android they're probably not going to pay me anyway so i don't really care what they think <laughs> i i shouldn't be that way with android users technically they're smarter people technically android is better technology than the iphone the iphone is just better marketing and also more user friendly it's like i uh, apple in general is like fisher price of everything a baby can use it so that's why everybody especially artists because a lot of us aren't hardwired no pun intended to really uh be technologically savvy so they you know that's why they refer to apple products as being for artists so that's what that is but you know like i said I'm good at getting everything done the way that I'm supposed to. So even though I'm not looking forward to having to jump back into work mode, I know I can do it at my pace. And that's kind of what this time off has been about and been in preparation for. Because, you know, it makes no sense to call yourself Zen or, and I don't call myself Zen, you know, I'm still Thai. But I don't like try to be super you know um, there's a uh, there's a lot of flaws going on the other day i got annoyed because of the way a girl walked and all she was doing was walking this woman had literally done nothing to me and bijou we're just out for walkie walkie it's 2 a.m and she had sort of a hacksaw gym dug in oh you know but it was like she wasn't power walking she definitely wasn't a power walker she wasn't an old lady and she just had this annoying Hacksaw Jim Duggan walk. That's the only way I can describe it. If you guys aren't familiar with Hacksaw Jim Duggan, then check it out. Check him out on Google, you know, YouTube. You're on YouTube now. So after you're through watching this video, search Hacksaw Jim Duggan and see him. Or maybe it's more like the bushwhackers that he would walk like. You guys remember the bushwhacker that she like she was like doing that. And so it was getting on my nerves and I couldn't. <sighs> But also at the same time, it's like, why do you care about the way other people walk? The other thing that really gets on my nerves is people at the gym that slam their weights, especially if I'm doing hanging leg raises and we're on the machine. Because if you're familiar with uh, uh, the way that the machinery works at a lot of places where you're going to do hanging leg raises or that particular uh, piece of equipment at the gym, it's usually got the two um, cables or sometimes it'll be four cables because there'll be two coming from the floor, two coming from the top right there. And then there will be on the same machine because this is all connected. There'll be two different uh, 
of the pull down machines, you know, where you have the bar across and then you're pulling it down. And then there will also be the lower back row machine. And so those will usually all be connected and people will put so much weight on there. And then when I'm doing my hanging leg raises, they will drop the weight because, you know, it's the stacked weights that you put the pin in and they'll drop the weight. And then that causes the slight amount of movement in the bar that I'm hanging from. And it doesn't affect my exercise. So I really need to get over that. It is my thing to get over and I will figure it out for myself. But at the same time, I will acknowledge that at this point in time, it really does get on my nerves and that's something I need to get over. There's, you know, certain things that I know that I need to fix about myself, but at the same time, I feel like I'm making such great progress. And what I was going to say is if you call yourself Zen or if you're trying to be centered, you can't expect for the entire world to just be at a standstill. Like right now, it's been very good that I've been able to take time completely to myself and be able to do exactly what I want to do at the times that I want to do it. And that really is the way that I've been living. And it's a dream. And there's times like when I saw that girl walking where I want to be upset about certain things. But then I think to myself, like not a lot of people have the opportunities that you've had over the last year even though I know some people went through quarantine as well and that kind of stuff or the shutdown, because as you know, I really wasn't the best at quarantining, but you know, the shutdown like you did. So a fair amount of people had a little more time off, but a lot of those people still had responsibilities that they had to deal with. Like if you had kids and you had to, you know, work around their Zoom school schedule, or if you had meetings that you had to do, or you still had work, even though you were technically on shutdown or we were technically on shutdown. So I realize that I'm very fortunate that I've had different periods where I've been able to just live life literally on my own terms, however I want to. If I don't want to do anything today, I don't do anything today. I have been making myself go to the gym. There's things that I like to do that I force myself to do, but I don't have to do those things either. So I realize how fortunate I am for that, but at the same time, you can't be truly centered if you need these perfect circumstances in order for you to be happy or in order for you to feel centered. So that's something that we're going to get back to. And I'm going to be great at it because it's all about your mindset, especially when it comes to what upsets you or letting things upset you. That really is about you. So as much as you want to say, well, this guy did this and this person, like I said last week, I listened to Sad Guru. And one thing that really set in for me is it's not people's words that bother you. It's your reactions to the words. So same with actions, same with anything going on in the world. Nobody's making me feel anything. I'm allowing myself to feel certain things because of you know, factors that I can blame things on. But how's that really going to help me? Because I, am I going to get everybody to, at the gym to stop slamming the weights? They've been slamming the weights for decades. Ever since they were gyms, people have been slamming weights. So, and then I go to Planet Fitness on occasion because I have more than one gym membership. And when I go to Planet Fitness, I'm mad because that's a soccer mom gym. So... You know, I went to a gym where they have actual weights, so I don't deal with Planet Fitness when I'm in town, except for I still use Planet Fitness when I want to tan. So, you know, some people will think that Planet Fitness would be a waste of time. Well, why do you pay for more than one gym membership? Because when I used to go tan 
at tanning salons because one way or another I'm going to tan somewhere and some people will ask because I'm brown why is it I tan the reason I tan is because I will get farmer's tan so even though I'm brown I'm not immune to having a farmer's tan and for a minute there I had the you know lighter shoulders and so I tan so if you pay for a tanning salon a lot of times you're going to pay 30 or 40 dollars a month for unlimited tanning and i always have to pay for unlimited because i'm going to do what i want to do when i want to do it i think we've established that so if i pay 20 dollars a month not only can i tan at planet fitness but when i'm on the road and i can't go to my regular gym which is pretty much a local gym even though there are several locations i can still work out on the road and it, it, like I said then when I'm there I'm like this is a soccer mom gym and so I just need to stop finding things to annoy me about things one thing I am going to do though is I'm going to get one of the little arms I just didn't order it yet and I'm going to order it as soon as I finish my podcast today because I'm so sick of this I hate having to hold the mic like this for an hour it does get on my nerves having to hold this mic and I know like I said I could be more zen about it but god damn it I'm fucking annoyed and I'm gonna say I'm annoyed and so that's not something I'm just gonna get over I'm gonna buy an arm because it's within my means to buy an arm and then that's what I'm going to do from now on. I used to do unbothered laying on the couch. I would just completely lay back and hold the mic over my face and I felt completely comfortable doing that. But when I'm trying to do it like this, it's annoying. Right now, I'm having to hold my arm like this. My hand looks stupid. It looks wonky and like I'm gimpy. No offense to handicapped people. Uh, I'm not an ableist, even though I have been called an ableist before, and I'm not going to deny that. I've been called an ableist because one time there was a comic, and I don't know why I'm sweating. Well, I know why I'm sweating, because it's hot in here, and I'm going to go do something about that. Let me fix that. Whew, it was hotter than two fags fucking in here. That's the best way I can describe it. Jesus Christ, it was hot. I just fixed it, though, so now we're going to be good. But anyway, so what I was talking about was it doesn't matter. Who cares about anything right now? I just had uh, dinner with my friend Nick Guerra. Nick Guerra is apparently in town right now performing at the Comedy Cellar at the Rio, which I haven't been to that club yet, but I need to go check it out at some point. But um, Nick Guerra is in town, which if you're not familiar with Nick Guerra, he did one of the old episodes of Unbothered back when I was only doing audio and I was doing it from my apartment in L.A., the original Casa de Bijou. And Nick Guerra is one of the people that I like to talk to the most because he is a really strong comic and he's really good at writing jokes. And he's also been a friend for at least 10 years now. I think we're at the 10-year mark. And he's also Latino, obviously. And when I talked to him, I liked that episode so much because we actually talked about being Latino in stand-up and in the, the show, like, you know, in the show business. In the show business, uh, in the entertainment industry. And so I had a really good conversation with him about that. I'll go ahead and put, I think I have a link uh to i think i did post it on my youtube i'll go ahead and put a link up here 
Um, and so you can check that out when you get a chance or listen to it. It's one of the audio only, but it is uploaded to YouTube. And I really enjoyed that conversation that we had. And who knows, maybe we'll do another Unbothered and talk about the way that we feel about being Latinos in the industry now. And then I'll measure that up to what we felt at the time. I don't get the feeling that a lot has changed in our feelings because we talked a bit about how, you know, like... In a lot of cases, I've tried to stay away from the Latino comedy scene, even though I get along with a lot of the Latino comics. And it's because a lot of times when you're in the Latino scene in particular, people will start arguments with each other over stuff that doesn't matter. And it really is petty, the crabs in a barrel thinking where it's like, you know, there can only be one famous Latino comic. And so since people buy into that thinking, then they'll all be kind of backstabby and backbiting. And mind you, there are Latino comics that aren't like that. But the Latino comedy scene tends to be like that. So I kind of stay away from it quite a bit. And so does Nick. And also, you don't want to get pigeonholed and be a Latino comic, which is one of the things that's frustrating about this industry, is that a lot of times they will want to put you in your box. You know, So with me, I have two boxes I can fit into. I can do the gay or I can do the Latino. But on neither of those am I stereotypical. So the industry will get tired of you if you're not willing to play your role. And if you're a person like me and you feel like, well, maybe that's not the role that I'm the most comfortable in. Maybe that's not what I want to do with myself when it comes to this industry. So at that point, you have to decide whether or not you're just going to bend. And there are a lot of people that bend. You know, there are a lot of people. It's one of the things that we used to talk about the most when you were talking to other Latino comics. Like, you'd just be like, yeah, this person pretends to live this life that's, like, super Latino, and this is the way my parents act. And then you talk to them afterwards, and they're nothing like that, and their parents are nothing like that. And they'll even put accents when they do their parents' voices, they'll put Latino, like super, you know, Mexican, Spanish-speaking, broken English accents on their characters when they do their parents, and then you'll talk to them afterwards, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, my mom doesn't actually talk like that. And you're like, okay, well, I don't know, you know. I mean, like, I put a little bit of an accent the few times that I do my mom, but it's because I can actually hear it. You know, I can hear, and also growing up to my parents and knowing that they're both bilingual, but I don't try to ham it up at all. I try to just capture the essence of it, if that makes sense. And it's rare that I even do my mom's voice. But every once in a while, I'll do a joke where I'll have to talk about my mom being the way that she is. Because, you know, she's been such a big part of my life. She's my mother. And I shouldn't make it seem like that's just a given. Because there are a lot of people that don't have relationships with their parents like I do with mine. But... You know, when I talk about my parents, I do put a slight bit of an accent, but I try not to overdo it at all because I don't want to be untrue to what it is they are or how it is they are because I feel like that would make it lose a lot of what's actually good about my relationship with them um, or the way that I see them or I don't know. I'm sure you guys can get what it is I'm saying. There's a lot going on right now on the Internet. You know, I, one of the reasons that I was not on Instagram for a week there or I thought my account was going to be suspended 
uh, and it technically wasn't, you know, wasn't within my control. So it was suspended for a little while there. And that was because uh, there's this guy that's just made it his entire mission to expose gay for pay models on Instagram and TikTok. And he thinks he's doing a service for the gay community. And I really don't think he is. And I called him out because he was mentioning that, you know, there's these cisgender straight men, straight white men that are pretending to be gay and whatever, whatever. And I just felt like you're a cisgender gay man that happens to be white. So I don't really know why you've made this your thing, but it's almost like the typical white savior type thinking is what it is. And he keeps saying like my community and my community. And it's like, it's not your community. If you know anything about the history of gay, the gay pride movement, or the gay rights movement or LGBT history, you know that Sylvia Rivera and more importantly, the real central character was Marsha P. Johnson. Those two people who are both transgender women of color. Sylvia is actually, was, she passed like, a couple years ago and it's too bad that you know things happen the way that they happen for Sylvia but um, Sylvia Rivera is a was a Puerto Rican woman and then Marsha P Johnson was a black woman a black transgender so they're both transgender women and they're the ones that originally started and really you know organized in new york you know which is stonewall where all that stuff happened originally and they it, like if more people knew the history of gay the gay rights movement then i probably wouldn't have a problem with the way that they come at it or what they call activism but a lot of what's called activism these days is people complaining about things that really aren't that important in the scheme of things and what i was getting about getting at about that is that he's a white cisgender gay man and that has become the face of gay pride you know that has become what people associate with with lgbt rights in general is white cisgender gay men but really a lot of the movement originally started with people of color so the fact that we've arrived at this point but of course he wouldn't want to talk about that so instead what they started doing was they started reporting things that i was posting which i wasn't even posting anything hateful or inflammatory you know because i'm very careful about that because when like as much as people try to paint me a certain way when it comes to my feelings on LGBT, the truth is I have strong feelings because I really do care about the community in general. I really do care about the community. But just the way that the new school activists go at things to me is in a lot of cases very whiny. Like, does it really matter that straight men are pretending to be gay on TikTok? Why don't you spend your time out in the real world instead of paying attention to TikTok and Instagram all the time and looking at people's entire profiles and scanning through to figure out who's saying what and he's hashtagging gay right here and this is and like if we're really going to talk about gay for pay yeah maybe these guys are sexy models that are running only fans and you know d performing gay acts so like for me it's like 
If I, because I'm not an OnlyFans person, I don't pay for anybody's content. And I know some of my OnlyFans friends would get mad at me and be like, well, you're cheap. You're not paying. Whatever, bitch. I don't care. I'm just being honest. But if I were the person that's paying for OnlyFans, if I pay for your OnlyFans and you say, watch me getting fucked by this dude, as long as you're willing to take a dick, you're as gay as I need you to be. So you made good on your promise. You did what you were supposed to do. I'm not thinking about the queer struggle when I'm watching porn. I'm just not. And I know that some people would try to act like, well, you should. Should I? Should Is that what I should be thinking about when I'm watching porn? If a black man decides to watch some porn that features black love, is he supposed to be worried about whether or not that person is an activist? Is that what's on his mind at that moment? Or is he just watching a porno that happens to feature black love? And that's the way I feel about gay. It's like, I don't care. Now, if you were to say somebody was doing blackface, then I guess that would change it. But I just don't see the gay for pay as being the same as blackface. I just don't. And also... If we're going to talk about gay for pay, then are we only talking about it when it comes to porn models? Or should we also be worried about, say, Will and Grace, which had that big resurgence? That's a straight man. Eric McCormick, who plays Will, is a straight man. He's the main character. And so this guy that calls, him an activist, calls himself an activist is calling out the gay porn stars that are working with these straight guys that are pretending to be gay. He's like, they're legitimizing them. Well, if you relate that again to Will and Grace, when it comes to Will and Grace, there was the character who played Jack. Uh, Sean, what was his last name? I don't know. You guys can Google it. But Sean, whatever his name is, he was on Will and Grace as well. And he played Jack. And he's very gay in real life. He's an actual gay man. So is he was he legitimizing Eric McCormick? Was he enabling him and hurting our community? And I'm so tired of people with their trauma. I get it. There are certain things that cause people actual trauma. But is... People pretending to be gay on Instagram and TikTok really causing you trauma? Is that your internalized homophobia that you need to work against? Or when you say internalized, does that mean that it's something inside of you that you need to come to terms with no matter what's going on in the outside world? Sort of like what I said about me having to go back in the outside world. Can you really say you're a well-adjusted gay or you're a well-adjusted LGBT person if you're constantly worried about what the, uh, what the outside world thinks about you, what the straight world thinks about you? Is that not internalized homophobia showing itself when you're completely worried about everything that's outside of you. Like to me, I'm not worried about what anybody else does when it comes to gay. There used to be a comedian that was actually on the scene, actively on the scene. This is when I first started. So 2003, 2004, around that time. And he would say that he was gay. He even did what? He took two of my jokes but that's when I was brand new and I didn't know how to handle that. And there was not the Internet like it is now. That was back in the MySpace days. So there was no way I could call it out. And I just had to sit with it, you know. But I really didn't concern myself with the fact that he was pre pretending to be gay. I mean, like, did it bother me a little bit when I heard him? Because the reason that I found out was because when I first got to town, I would stay completely quiet. And so not everybody had seen me go up. Obviously, he hadn't. And he was sitting behind me, and this one guy was like, you know, 
man, that's a great angle you have. You know, just the fact that you're gay really does, uh, you know, it really is its own thing and the way that you are about it. And then that guy was like, you know, and you know, the thing is, I'm not even gay. And then the guy's like, wow, you know, how did you come up with this? And I'm hearing all this. And they're not realizing they've got a gay man, a gay comedian sitting right in front of them. And so I'm hearing all of this and I'm hearing this guy say, well, because, you know, his regular job was he was a painter. And I had seen his ad in Frontier magazine, which is the gay magazine in L.A. It's the gay rag, as they would say. But uh, he said that he was originally painting houses and he was painting houses for straight people, you know, just regular painter. And then he decided to start advertising in the gay magazine and he included a picture of himself and he was attractive and he included a picture of himself. And because of the gay, the way that gay men like to decorate, obviously they're going to be looking for painters all the time, especially in West Hollywood. So he would go in and paint for them. So he realized there was a market to be exploited there. And he had already been doing stand up, I guess, back in New York as a straight guy. And so he put the two together and was like, what if I was a gay comedian? So he wanted to be a gay comedian. And I remember him even saying that he thought he could possibly end up being the gay Richard Pryor. And in my head, that's when I wanted to turn around and be like, bitch, no. The gay Richard Pryor will not be a straight man pretending to be gay. But I didn't make it my life's mission and I didn't care about it and I didn't go telling everybody. Yeah, I told two of my little open mic friends because we were on open mic and we would vent to each other about everything and they were my best friends at the time. And I don't see either of them anymore. One of them quit doing stand-up altogether and the other one is still around, but I'm not really sure how active she is anymore. I see her on Facebook from time to time, but... I'm a very out of sight, out of mind person in a lot of cases. You know, Renee, who's my East Coast bestie, she's one of the few people, I don't know why she's stuck like that, that barnacle of a woman, but she really has just, you know, she fixed herself to my hull, and she's just been there ever since, you know, she's just... Uh, Renee has stayed my friend and I really do enjoy talking to her <laughs> that bitch uh, sorry Renee but you know you know what we are you know what like she hits me with the most ridiculous memes and reels and whatever else and I hit her with some too but she comes up with some good ones I really do I get annoyed with her sometimes because, you know, it's, it's so funny and such ridiculousness that I really don't need to waste my time on. But at the same time, sometimes it does inspire me. It provides me with content. And sometimes it just makes me laugh, you know, especially when things were getting heavy for a minute there. And then I'd get a message from Renee and it would always be some fuckery. And it just, you know, would remind me, yeah, life doesn't have to be that serious. But anyway... Renee is one of the few people that I've really held on to throughout my life. But <clears throat> for the most part, once, you know, a certain courses run with people, then it's just kind of run its course. You know, I mean, like I've stayed friends with a lot of people on the Internet and that's been cool. But as far as, you know, actually seeing people, actually talking to people. And when I talk to a lot of people, I keep it very light because I realized over the years that I'll make the mistake of asking people how it is they're doing and then they'll sincerely tell me and then I realize that I sincerely didn't care. I'm just like, 
Well, I didn't need to hear all that. You know, I just thought you were going to say you're doing good. But, you know, and that's what I always tell people when people ask me, how are you doing? I'm always like, life is good. You know, and if the, and also <clears throat> that's been my thing forever where I've always told people life is good. And a lot of people know me for saying that or that's what they'll call out. You know, they'll just be like, you always say life is good. But I really one do feel like life is good because like I said earlier, with the amount of freedom that I've had in my life. It's like even when life isn't good, it's still good because I have time to actually worry about trivial things that some people really don't have time to worry about. Like some people have to think about, like I said earlier, when it comes to kids in school, like think about all the things that a parent has to think about in a regular day. You know, they got their kids in school. They got to go take them to soccer practice or if they're any in any, any extracurricular or after school type activities, they have to handle that. Then they have their regular work stuff. And yeah, I've worked in the past, so I guess that took up some of my time. But I always feel like I've had plenty of time to think about me, except for there was one point. Well, there was a span of years there where that wouldn't be true. Maybe that's why I sometimes marvel at it and appreciate it so much is because I do remember when there were times when it wasn't so much like that, when I did have a lot more to think about. Like there were times when I was on the road with certain comics, you know, that were very successful and I would be on the road for them with them so much and we'd be gone every weekend, you know. So the way that it would work in a lot of cases was I would work a weekend, which would be either Thursday to Sunday or sometimes Friday to Sunday, but usually Thursday to Sunday. And then we'd so we'd fly out on Thursday um, or I'd fly out on Thursday and then we'd get back on Monday and then I'd, you know, fly in, get in Monday evening. And then, you know, Tuesday, I had to make sure that I did laundry because then Wednesday was my only day to kind of be to myself or have a little bit of peace. And then Thursday, we'd fly out again. And so sometimes it felt like I was just unloading my clothes and then putting more clothes in and then having to take off again. And so with that being the way that my life was working at that time, there was one time when I remember just because we were having to travel so much that I was literally, this is going to sound weak, but it's true. I was literally, literally crying as I was packing my stuff because I was so tired of just traveling, you know? And that's before I had my little Snoopy Doopy. I know that's part of why I love her. I mean, like, she's very lovable, even though she's got her toys thrown all over the floor again. Which I don't know why. She doesn't even play with all those toys, but she throws them everywhere, even if I... And I do like when she pulls her bed, because she'll pull her bed from where I have it to, like, the middle of the floor and shake it up a little bit with her head and stuff like that. But it was before I had my little Snoopy Doopy. And one of the reasons that I was saying that I love her so much is because she does ground me a lot. You know, she does provide me with like Bijou makes my places home. That's why I always referred to my other apartment as being Casa de Bijou. And I always refer to this as Bijou's house or Bijou's apartment. You know, like when we're out, I'll be like, you want to go to Bijou's house? You want to go back to Bijou's house? And then she'll get happy and we'll come back to Bijou's house. 
but uh, I really do. She makes my place a home. You know, she turns it from just being an apartment into a home. But back then I didn't have her. And so I had nothing to ground me. I had a fish. His name was Pablo. <laughs> yeah, Pablo was a fighting fish. And I don't remember where I got him or he was a beta. And I don't remember where I got him or who I got him from. But I got Pablo. And then one day he just disintegrated on me. No lie. He completely disintegrated on me. And I used to have these timed feeders, you know. Have you guys ever seen those? They're like, uh, they're little, um, not cylinder shaped, but sort of like, I don't know what you call the round triangle or whatever. But they're supposed to distribute the perfect amount of food for your fish daily. You know, it just comes... It just dissolves the way it's supposed to, I guess, with the water temperature and whatever else. And so you buy them and they feed your fish while you're gone. And so one time I left and then I came back to town and Pablo was completely gone. 100% just disintegrated. I don't even know how it happened. It was the most odd thing in the world. I had to call my roommate in at the time and be like, did you see Pablo? And he's like, you think? I was paying attention to your fish while you were on the road. I'm like, well, I don't mean like that. But, you know, like, did you see him? Like, did, like, look in the tank. Do you see him? And he had, like, an appropriate tank. You know, it wasn't a big one. But we couldn't find him. And then, like, you know, after after we got high, that's what it was. Because, you know, it was just like, all right, well, my fish obviously isn't in there. Then we really looked, and it was just his spine that was left. That's all, just his little spine. So I don't know what happened to Pablo. And he was a fish, so it's not like we had a super close relationship. I had had him for a while, though, so I did feel something. But it just wasn't, you know... Like I tell you guys, and this may sound morbid to some people, but I'm just hoping me and Bijou go at the same time. That's what I'm really hoping for. In my ideal world, what will happen is me and Bijou will end up making a lot of money, and then one day maybe we'll be on a tour bus, and our tour bus will drive off a mountain or something like that. Maybe our tour bus driver will be gracious enough to fall asleep at the wheel. And me and Bijou will just get to go together like that. Because I really don't want to live without my Bijou. That's just what it is. And I know people do it all the time. But that's why it hits me especially hard when I'm on social media and somebody announces that their pet has crossed over the rainbow bridge is the way a lot of people say it when it comes to their pets. That's what I've noticed a lot of people saying online. That's something I really feel for, you know, when people say that. Because um, it's something... That I can not relate to, but I feel like I understand the gravity of completely, you know. So when people say that, I'm always like, oh, I feel so bad for you. But I also feel bad for myself because I know that one day something's going to happen. And like I said, hopefully me and Beige go together. But yeah, back in those days, I really didn't have any time to think for myself or to do the things that I just wanted to do. So I guess that's a part of why... I'm so thankful for the life that I'm living right now. And like I said, I've got to get back to like working, working. But 
I'm just going to be smart in the way I handle it. Oh, we're almost out of time here, but my friend Jill Chrissy, I love Jill Chrissy. She's gone on the road with me before. If you're not familiar with Jill Chrissy, I'll put a picture of her up right here so that you guys can see Jill Chrissy. Absolutely beautiful. Also an Aquarius like me and just a beautiful, beautiful spirit. Inside and out, she's beautiful. I love Jill Chrissy. And the other day she hit me up. She asked me for my address. And of course I gave it to her. And she said she had something for me and she was going to send it to me. And then um, it came in the mail today. And I have no idea what it is. And so I know that she's been doing some knitting. So I would imagine it's something like that. But I'm not 100% sure. She's such a creative person. And I love her so much. So I'm going to find out what it is right now on camera with you guys. So I'm going to put my mic down for a second. And we're going to open up this package that she sent me. It's like that. So it's kind of a big package. We'll see. I was right. It's knitted. Look at that. Now I can live like a white woman. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Well, I'll figure out how I'm going to wrap it. Believe me, I'm not going to do it this way. Maybe I'll go for like the grandma look, you know, maybe I'll. <laughs> what do you guys think of that? All right, let me be serious for a minute. But yeah, it's fucking lovely. She did this herself. She does it herself. It's so great. I mean, like I'm. Of course, having fun with it or whatever, but it really is beautiful. If you can't see that, I don't know what it is you're looking at right now. And it just happens to match my mic, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, so Jill Chrissy, thank you so much. I love you. I appreciate you. You are my friend and you know it because when people are my friends, they know they're my friends. People that I love know that I love them. And so... Yes, I do love Jill Chrissy. I'm not sure if she's just doing these for fun or if she sells them as well, but if she sells them and anybody wants one, I'll get information from you and you guys can figure out how to get a hold of her. I'll give you guys her Facebook or whatever. But yeah, so um, I wish, I know that sometimes, well, no, I don't wish things were any different than the way that they are because if I wish that things were different, then I would make them different. Things are exactly what I need them to be right now, and I appreciate you guys watching. And I know that sometimes I've had people that maybe watch my podcast for the wrong reasons, and I'm not referring to anybody that doesn't like me or whatever because this is something I've heard from people that are, like, you know, friends of mine where they're just like, I almost wish you would get mad at somebody just so it could be, like, an exciting episode or whatever. But if you don't... If you don't like what I'm doing now, then you don't like the real me because right now I'm the probably 
the most happy I've been in a long time. You know, I've been doing everything the way that I'm supposed to do it as far as the goals that I want to accomplish. And I really like where things are at with my life right now. So I don't know how anybody could watch this episode and claim to like me or love me and then feel like you want it to be something other than what it is. Because if I'm at my happiest right now or the happiest I've been at in a long time, then I don't know why you would wish anything else on me. And maybe you should consider whether or not you really are my friend or you just like some of the notoriety that surrounds me at different points. Um, when it comes to wishing that things were different, there was a point today where I just had a quick second where I thought to myself, you know, I wish I was in a relationship right now. And then I thought, no, you don't wish you were in a relationship right now. Because if you were in a relationship right now, you wouldn't be able to go to the gym the way you want to. You wouldn't be able to make the connections that you've been making because there have been certain things that have happened on the behind the scenes when it comes to quote unquote show business where I just I didn't need because, you know, I don't hook up with anybody involved in my business or anything like that. I'm not that guy. But um, sometimes it's not about anything to do with anything romantic or sexual or anything like that. It's just about the freedom to be able to drop what it is I'm doing and go, say, out to dinner with a comedian friend or be willing to answer a phone call at a time that if I were in a relationship, I wouldn't be able to answer a phone call. Like, you know, when you're in relationships, and I'm sure a lot of you have dealt with this that have been in relationships, no matter what business you're in, but you'll be in a relationship and then the phone will ring or something like that and it's your work and the person you're with will be like, you said we weren't going to talk about work or you said work wasn't going to be a thing this week and then you're just like, well, I mean, would like to answer that phone call and with stand-up comedy in a lot of cases the way it'll work is and I do this myself you know it's not something I hold against people but you'll have a you know like a list of people that you need to get in contact with or you want to get in contact with to work on a particular project with or to go on the road with you and so you know, you'll hit somebody up and be like, can you do this? And you're just trying to fill the spot and you just want to, you know, get that part taken care of and put away so that you can think about other things. And that person won't answer the phone. So you'll immediately just go to calling the next person. And then, you know, like that's the way it'll work out a lot of times with stand up. So if I don't answer the phone, then there's a chance that I'll be missing out on an opportunity. But then I have the person that I'm dating that wants me to not answer the phone. And so there were some cases where I would just make them mad and go ahead and answer the phone anyway. But then there were other cases where I wouldn't answer the phone. Or I know that the one thing I need to work on if I'm going to be in another relationship is not giving more of myself than I should give so that I don't start to not take care of myself, you know? Because I do like going to the gym and as superficial as it may sound, there is a certain way that I like my body to look. And so 
when I'm with somebody and then I can't go to the gym like I need to because I've got to make them dinner or I'm expected to be home at a certain time or I have to wait for them because they're going to be a worker, whatever that stuff is. I need to just, and that also, again, will take me being the person that I want to be because the person that I want to be will attract the person that's actually meant for me, the person that's life actually works with mine, the person that actually understands that I'm not worried about anybody else right now. You know, like as far as I go, I've even, like I said, slowed down on the hooking up part of things because for me, that's just not that important right now. But if I were to be in a relationship with someone or choose to be in a relationship with somebody like the last relationship I was in, I was not thinking about cheating on that person at all. Like that wasn't even something that would enter my mind was cheating or, you know, and I, I told you guys in the past, I've cheated on everybody I've ever dated. But my last relationship, I didn't even do anything that was close to cheating, you know, towards the end. I kind of regretted that just because like towards the end, it was not the most happy, but I thought we were going to get through that. But then we didn't. And I could have had a hell of a time in China. Boy, were they loving me in China this last trip. But anyway, you know, like things were. Yeah, there were a lot of boys trying to talk to me because, you know, I'm so out and it's so different from what they're used to. And I'm so different just in general. And so. But yeah, so, um, but you know, I wasn't taking care of myself the way that I liked to. I couldn't go to the gym the way I wanted to. And then I began to feel a bit unsexy. And then I didn't even want to have sex with the person that I was with because I was too busy running around, making dinner, doing dishes, trying to be every woman. And so my point is for a second earlier today, I wished my life was a little bit different than it was, and I wished I had somebody in it, but that was just for a quick second, and then I reminded myself, there's so many things that you want to do right now. Why don't you not worry about anything else and just be happy with what it is that you have going on and be thankful for your blessings? So that's what I would say is... Everybody be thankful for your blessings and stay unbothered.